0: all honesty up front, this one we were recording early because my flight gets in, supposedly, Saturday, uh, middle of the day, and I actually did record the message on video for this week just in case the plane goes down. (laughs) Oh
1: my God. Can you do that with the rest of the series, just in case the plane goes down?
0: No, I'll do it j- just in case I die. Uh, this is my eulogy on video. Here we go. <laughs> wow. We know f- we know where to find your notes. <laughs> you, yeah. d- you do.
1: This is true. This episode brought to you by Dropbox. <laughs> Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting all your storages.
0: And we we're talking about week six. From, to, through. We are starting chapter two this week. You never thought we'd get out of chapter one, but honestly, it was only five weeks in chapter one. And I could have spent much more time in chapter one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chapter two, as we start it, we're gonna do uh, verses one through 10 and just kind of blast through a lot of that. And then next week for week seven, we're gonna come back and just do verses eight through 10 and really focus on those verses. I know a lot of people, who have preached on these verses in Ephesians, and a lot of them really focus on verse four of chapter two, where it says, God, but God being rich in mercy. And some of them have even just called the sermon but God. I didn't want to do that. What I called it was from to and through, because it's what we are saved from, uh, you know, from from ourselves and our lives, what we what we've been saved to, which is actually I'm gonna do In the middle of the message verses 8 through 10 because i'm going to keep it shorter and then what we're saved through is verses 4 through 7 and i i think it's it's a great way to kind of break this out for us because our our hope what we're saved from is not to stop sinning paul will say that you were dead in your trespasses and sin and our hope is not to stop committing trespasses and sin our hope is to stop being dead our hope is to become alive in Christ, and that's really that that main point of it. And a lot of people see Christianity as just stopping your trespasses and sins. That's not what Paul says, and that's not where we go. We're meant to be alive in Christ. And the second thing is what we're saved to. Well, we have been saved, we are told, to good works, that God has prepared beforehand these works that we do them because we're pulled out of death, made alive in Christ, and then God has set these things before us of how as people live. But we have to understand that those things we're saved to aren't what save us. It's almost like uh, a response, like inhale and exhale. We have inhaled this grace and this life, and we start to exhale. And as we do, we, we exhale a life in Christ that mirrors what God is calling us to be in the world. And then we are saved through. And what are we saved through? That's where you get to the but God. But God, being rich in mercy, because it talks about you're dead in your trespasses and sins. You get to verse four. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which He loved us, and that is that. That's just the beauty. So this is you come into chapter two. It's salvation from a human point of view, dead in trespasses and sins, and God makes us alive. And really, in the end of it, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this quote by John Stott where he says, the essence of sin is man substituting himself for God, where the essence of salvation is God substituting himself for man. And and Tim Keller actually says there is one boast that will stop all boasting because it talks about we no longer need to boast. And he says that Christ is my life. That's Mm -hmm. the boast that ends every other boasting because our life is not because of what we do. It's not found in us. It is found in what he does.
2: So another, I mean, should lead us to joy, should lead us to, right? (laughs) And so, you know, it's nice coming out of some of the election talk in in a Mm -hmm. sense
0: of. But then again, you know, Paul's arguing out of that stance of what comes in chapter one, because he will say, we are seated with him. And this would make perfect sense for the people in that day and age because they would – if you had a, a warrior or a conqueror and mm-hmm. before a battle they were going to do that and that person actually won, they'd be brought into the hometown or the capital city and they'd be given the seat of the most honor, which is typically at the right hand of the throne. And when they heard about what Jesus did, redeeming us, dying, rising from the grave, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father. And they would say, of course he is. You know Where where else would he be? But then Paul makes that statement that just blows your mind that we were seated with him, that he raised us up and seated us with him. That's like, and that just blows your mind because it's past tense. When you believe this is what Christ has done, we are seated already with him and what that means is like legally, we're legally seated with him. And the New Testament uses a lot of legal terms and the idea of salvation. Being legally seated with him means that he has purchased our salvation. We have been raised up. We are brought to him and that Jesus is just in calling our sin for what it is, but then he is also the justifier of those who believe. And that brings those two things together. And again, that leads to our place of assurance. That leads to our place of, of joy and, and hope, but again, it all comes out because of Christ's work and what he's done.
1: Something that comes to mind in contextualizing this for each person in our group is I'd love to ask, hey, how are you dead? How have you been made alive? And it's all going to come back to the same fundamental truths, right? But it's going to look different for every single person. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to hear that.
0: Recognize our own deadness, the ways that we have each run from Christ. Mm-hmm. And do you model that first? Do you, do you ask
2: that question? and then? Yeah, and then I just, find
3: that's often helpful. Yeah. So how about those people? How about those people? <laughs> 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 how about those people that, like, let's say I ask them that question and they almost prefer to sit in their deadness. What do you, how do you lead them
0: out of that? Sometimes right. you ask that question of a room, you know, how, how were you dead? And then, and then people just look yeah. at you like this.
3: That would be what my group would do. Yeah.
2: Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a fear. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's in my opinion, it, for myself, mm-hmm. it's either I really don't want really to share because I'm going to look stupid or it's I really haven't thought about this for my, myself mm-hmm. and so I really don't know.
3: Yeah.
0: And then I feel stupid because I should have an answer. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe then something for this week, if people, GC leaders are listening to this, they maybe could send out that question early. And say, hey, here's a question I want to talk to you guys about this week. And maybe explain it a little bit and say, be thinking about this, because this would be a good thing for us to talk about. And so it gives them not just on the spot, but a little more time to be ready for it. Whether text or church center or email, whatever works for them. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is where I think going from the head to the heart helps us to attach to God's love better.
2: Because I can, I can hear your message and read this. yeah, And and I 100% agree And then never really Mm -hmm. try to apply it to my story. Right.
0: Mm.
1: Like, for instance, to really, this is going back to last week, but we did kind of a prayer prompt at the end, or had everyone close their eyes. Want you to actually envision, like, the Father's gaze towards you. And what, what do you actually feel in that moment? And is it his pleasure and his delight? If so, let's praise him for that. And if it's anything other than that, any kind of condemnation or critique or... um. I don't know, any judgment, like pray for him to reveal himself to you. And I think those are kind of the spaces that's where you're really getting to the attachment, right? It's, it is more of that feelings based um, right brained kind of understanding. Cause I think that's where things de- take such a huge departure from like all the knowledge that we quote unquote know mm-hmm. from scripture. And so if you're talking about Christie, someone who who is really dwelling in that place of being dead in their sin mm-hmm. I would just I would want to know A lot more about that mm-hmm. Like what tells you That you are not alive In Christ When he has Spoken that over you
3: Just a lot of What I see is a lot of Self-loathing mm-hmm. In this person And I can speak from experience That it is Much easier And Ironically feel safer To sit there Than to mm-hmm. Uh, embrace who God tells us we are, yeah, because you don 't know what that looks like, but you 're sitting here and you know what I mean right and it doesn't it doesn't feel right that we are this person that Christ says we are mm. because of Jesus, mm-hmm. so I think that's just getting them and my and myself to that next step, not that not that i 'm self loathing people, but um. You know, to get yourself to take that next next step when you don't know honestly how. Right.
0: I'm not trying to make this a redemption group or anything for you. Um, but you said, you know, not that I'm self-loathing. I am but, at but times. But I, I know I am at times. Mm-hmm. I can get so down on myself for various things and mm-hmm. and i think it we and that's just like a natural response though right i oh not that i'm not that i'm self, i'm not trying to pick asking on you. for a friend yeah it's not that not that i'm this but isn't it weird that that's like our our response to a lot of things where we're oh no, no not, not that that's me when <laughs> and when we're honest it is us yeah we, we all do we all do that and i think in a authentic relational community those are the things that can and should be said too yeah mm. i think
1: that's what it means to be confessional mm. i'd be curious in, in a situation like that and this kind of question applies in a lot of settings but like what would the cost be of abandoning that way of thinking and living mm. you because know, mm. I, mm. <laughs> I know like for myself there are like huge peri- <laughs> seriously huge periods in my life like before I understand really understanding grace because now she got it completely figured out <laughs>
0: No. no, no, I know what you That's mean. That's not no, what you're no, saying. No, no, I
2: know what you saying. I'm just sorry. We're going to cut that, that mean. No grace there. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Now I feel terrible about myself. <laughs> do not stop laughing. I need to I gotta close my eyes, ask myself, how does Jesus see me right now? <laughs> it's a good exercise to
1: do it. <laughs> it really is. It would be.
3: Yeah.
0: I do that in therapy a lot because it's
1: it's amazing seriously like what comes up like the people who will tell you all about like imputed righteousness and justification and then all of a sudden they're like oh (laughs) because that's that's where our attachment wounding is so it's like periods of self-loathing it's like it took me so long to realize like wow there is actually there's security in that space because it really is trying to like wrestle things back into my own hands like I can punish myself For all the wrongs I feel like I've done and I will feel like it is enough. And in a way it's like this twisted self-righteousness. It's just weird, weird Mm -hmm. spiral to the bottom. Uh, I think there are a lot of questions you could ask to draw out like what that experience is like and maybe ask those people to speak to what do you know is true, even if you Mm -hmm. don't feel it Mm -hmm. or have the group speak to that. That's good.
2: I think that's probably more common all of our groups Mm -hmm. than not because all people are dealing with that in some level. We have a safe trip back
1: thanks for the video
2: <laughs> if you're dead we're gonna apply or take out the key man policy
0: dude seriously if, if i die
1: you're not gonna die my gosh, any okay. final words you want to share with your <laughs> congregation you've lovingly shepherded all these years
0: what, what i would what i would hope people would get from my life is be real no matter where you are be and the realness that we can live in isn't because we're forcing a realness it's because we trust in Christ mm-hmm. and we can just be who we are we can we can live authentically because our worth and value doesn't come from how everybody else sees us it comes from Christ and if we're going to live in the world in a way that lifts up the gospel if we're going to live out, you know, verse 10 as God's workmanship in the world, it's only going to come because it is grace through faith leads to works. And those works aren't our works. They're the works that God is doing in and through us. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's only going to come about in reality by understanding the gospel first.
1: That's beautiful.
0: I also want to know who's going to (laughs) be Who's going to be uh, my Ron Burgundy for the next year? With all the do name a successor. I'm the best sermon reader ever. <laughs> Ron Burgundy's like the teleprompter. I'm, yeah, I'm the best news reader ever. Just whoever wants to grab them and read them, do it. <laughs> I also, I also, my dying wish is someone who does not know how to play a bugle. We'll come play a bugle <laughs> and play taps. And my, I'm going Jonathan Whitaker to do it. This is all going
1: to take a very different tone if your plane goes down.
0: <laughs> Why? You're stuck here. I'm with you, Jesus. I want it to midair. And my wife and, my wife and I would die at the you same time. Yes. My wife and I would die at the same time. So, you know. Who gets your puppy? Whoever. Kevin. Kevin, yes. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin
3: or Shane. your house sitting forever. <laughs> this podcast has been sponsored by Alaska Airlines.
2: <laughs> yes. I'm singing Dudley Hoffman Mortuary. In, uh, yeah. in,
3: I fly in March. I might be joining you.
0: Well, Kevin,
2: I know.
3: <laughs> I'd much rather go midair, though.
2: Whoever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. plays for mine has to come play it for yours, too. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>